Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, the show that keeps you all updated about the latest TV and movie news. My name is Andy, and I've got here with me, Jake. How's it going, Andy? Hello, everybody listening out there today. Very glad to be here. Got an action-packed episode for you this week, don't we, Andy? We certainly do. So, plenty of good stuff to talk about. Uh, but as we usually do, Andy, what have you been watching this week? Anything cool? So, obviously, I've, been, I've continued my... For a couple of weeks now, I think months now, I've been watching oldies, old movies. So I've continued that trend. I was, still, I was watching a film, a, a documentary based on the v- Vietnam War that came out, like that documentary came out in the 80s. So watching that again. But I also found um, a Spanish series on Netflix called The Money Heist. Um, it, Money Heist in English, it has a Spanish name. Really good. It's in season three. And it's really good. I do not know how I missed that. Really, really good. It's a, it's a modern day version of Prison Break. You remember Prison yes, Break? Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like Prison Break where a genius is trying to hack a system, trying to hack getting into a place or getting out from a place. And when you think he's cornered in a box, you find out it was all part of his plan. And it's that's really good. And they've just and um, season three, I just finished season three yesterday. And it's so good. Really, really good. So I've been watching that all week. What nice. Uh, that That's another one like you that I missed out on. Uh, I did see it on the Netflix homepage as, as going into it, so I note, took note of it. Uh, but for me, I have been also on Netflix. I, I finished Mindhunter Season 2. As you saw, you've all heard in the show, I haven't watched Mindhunter at all. Binge Season 1, absolutely loved it. Then came out Season 2, which is really, really good. It's different to the Season 1. Okay in the sense of that it expands on what they've done. Uh, I don't want to go into spoilers, but it's more like they're actively working on cases in this one rather than having interviews. Obviously, you still have the interviews, as we saw in the trailer, the infamous Charles Manson, which is awesome. Like When you watch that episode, you're going to love it, Andy. Uh, So yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, I've also seen, uh, I don't know if you've seen this on Netflix, Secret Obsession film no, no i haven't yeah it's a new film that came out on netflix uh i didn't think it was that good yeah yeah it was i can't i watched it last night uh it was one of those things what should we watch just it, it sounds like a romance yeah no it was um like a thriller okay like a thriller sort of thing uh it's i mean i'm gonna tell you guys now give it a miss for me because it's just lazy writing very predictable like every everything that was happening in the movie i, I was telling to my girlfriend i'm like this is gonna happen now and is, it happened. Is it a Netflix original? It's a Netflix original. You know, there was a time where I actually tweeted this and a lot of people liked it. Like, uh, if you see Netflix original, you know it's going to be good. Like, it's... I don't think that's the case anymore. Because this one, I was like, Because I was thinking, oh, Netflix original, it might be quite decent. But it wasn't. No, I'm quite disappointed. Yeah. But the balance is like maybe 90 to 10. Or for every 10 Netflix originals, 9 will be good. Yeah, most of the stuff they release is, is pretty good. Most yeah. of them are good. I, that, that's very impressive. And they've been doing that for a number of years. Netflix originals are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to keep pumping them if they're going to be keeping up with all the other streaming services as we get into the streaming wars. Yeah, that's, we'll talk about... That's why they've, they've, they've tried working with Scorsese. But we'll oh, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about We'll get into that. So, yeah, as we said, we've got an action-packed episode for you. So we're going to go into the first segment, which is the movie and TV news. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. Andy. Yep. First bit of news coming out of D23. So as we, you know, as 
guys, as you know, we talked about all the Disney Plus stuff that come out of D23 in our last episode. Um, on the Saturday during D23, they had the movie panel and stuff like that, and they showed this footage of the Rise of Skywalker, uh, but they didn't actually release it to the public until Monday. Okay, so that's when we all got a chance to see it. What, what else can I say? This looks fantastic. I mean, the trailer, it's not really a trailer. It's as they say, it's a special look. Uh, the first minute of the trailer is just a montage of all the previous eight movies, you know, from Phantom Menace. You know, well, all, all the main characters from all yeah, the Yeah, all movies. the main. And they did it in release order. So they started with the originals, going into the prequels, and then into the sequels, with Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And then we get to the, the new stuff. The Rise of Skywalker stuff. Andy, overall thoughts on what we saw, uh, the montage and the new stuff. We'll go into a bit detail now, but overall thoughts. What you it, it, it was just, it was great. It, 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 I think the purpose was to get us excited about the movie coming out in December and mission accomplished. It did that for me. It was so good. The And I liked how they are drawing on the heritage of Star Wars. They're not just going on and be like, hey, we have this new shiny film coming out. No, they are drawing from the heritage of Star Wars, where it has come from. You know, one of the problems that people had with um, The Last Jedi was the fact that it felt like it wasn't part of the entire thing, you know? And even when we were talking about it off air, you were always saying that, um, let go of the past, you know? But it seems like what J.J. Abrahams is saying is, no, we're not going to let go of the past. This film is part of that this um, heritage um, law of Star Wars, so that's quite comforting because there's a lot riding on this film. Oh yeah. yeah, there's a lot riding. You know, will Star Wars leave a bitter taste like Game of Thrones did? Seven good seasons, then you mess it all up at the end, or will it be something that it leaves us and we're happy and unites the fandom? Exactly, unites the fans and we're all united and we all get Disney Plus because we loved it. Not because we have to. You know, there are just some things that you do because you have to. Like, there are some things you watch because you have to. Everybody's watching it. Oh, so we, we do it here for the show. You know, like, this has come out. I have to watch it for show. Exactly. Like, you yeah. know, so it's one of those things where we want to go into Disney Plus because we loved um, The Rise of Skywalker and we're all pumped up. Then they hit us with Disney Plus. Like, yeah, let's get it. Let's watch it again and again. So there's a lot riding on this film, you know, and. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping it does well, but the initial signs are showing me that this might not go the route of The Last Jedi. It seems decent. You know, and there were a lot of callbacks to the only person that they missed in the trailer was talking. The only main yeah. person they missed was talking. You know, everybody else, they showed everybody. So I don't know if that was just an ode to, like I said, an ode to the heritage or these are the people who will play a part in the rise of skywalker mm -hmm. in could, some way or another in one way or the other it could well, you know how a series when they say last week on a series and they usually tell you things that are going to be referenced in the episode that is coming so maybe this is what they're doing i didn't think about that but they, yeah that's an interesting way to look at it yeah yeah so um yeah and um you know man there were some great shots in there some were like, what? We saw Ray looking like she was on the dark side yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that as we go into the shots. But yeah, going on from what you said, the actual shots of this movie. Now, first of all, regardless of how this movie is going to come out in terms of story, this movie is going to look great. Do you know, JJ, he's got this... 
he, he just has this really keen eye for getting these cinematic shots. Yeah. Like, and this trailer from The Rise of Skywalker's Foot is full of these awesome cinematic shots. So this movie is going to look great. Uh, going on to the heritage you were talking about, you know, ages ago, I don't know how true this is, but JG was saying something like um, that this movie will sort of unite all nine films together. So I think we're going to get references from everything. Do you know what I mean? In, in, within, within a certain extent, because at the same time that you also have to look at moving the story forward, yeah. you know, and focusing on the future, which is Ray and Kylo. Yeah, and tying up this whole sky. And, 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 and tying up the whole sky. So the, yeah, like you said, there's a lot, a lot riding on this movie. One, because it's the conclusion of this 40 year plus saga that we've all loved. And also it's, it's ending, but it's also like the dawn of a new beginning. Do you know what I mean? We're entering a new generation, a new wave of Star Wars. And this has to sort of hit it to kick us off into that. It's amazing that Star Wars would no longer have anything to do with the Skywalkers. I wouldn't say anything. I, th I think was that you, I don't think you can completely wipe out the Skywalkers from the whole saga completely. I think you will get material from there. I mean, look at, look, in most, we don't know the dates, but look at Kenobi series. It's still in a way attached to the main Skywalker saga, even though it's doing its own little thing there. Yeah, but it won't be the main focus anymore, you know, so Disney will be pumping money in Mandalorian and things like that. But for this main thread of the Skywalker saga, it's almost like maybe Kenobi will be the last one, technically. But no, back to J.J. Abrahams. They, you know, in, in the industry, he's called like Mr. Reliable. You have a problem, J.J. will fix it. You know, so, and I think that's, he's a, he's a fixer and it's nice that he's coming on not that he's coming on. It's nice that he, he decided to do the third film rather than delegate it. So that's really good. And um, yeah, the shots. Let's talk about the shots. Yeah, the shots. So there's a total of 11 shots in total. So that's not a lot. You know, I think the actual whole amount of footage we got was about a minute worth or something. So it's not crazy amounts. But again, JJ, he has this really keen eye of showing us a lot without showing us anything at all. So the first shot we get from the new stuff is the main group, our heroes, coming up the hill to see this, looks like a festival yeah. sort of thing. Uh, it looks like it's the desert planet Pasana, where they encounter this new species. What's going to happen there? I don't know. For me, everyone says it looks like Burning Man Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can... Like, it or, does. Co or Coachella. Like, it to does. be fair, it does. <laughs> it does. does. Now that I think of it. So that's cool. I think it, like, from the footage we've got and the previous trailer we got Star Celebration, I am beginning to sort of piece where the sort of acts of the movie are going to be. Do you know what I mean? I, and I think this is sort of going to be like maybe going into the second act of the film. That's just what I'm thinking. But yeah, looks cool, very colorful. Again, great cinematography. You say that, but it looks like there is this elemental thing playing out. And I'll explain. There was a scene in Water. There was one in Fire, which is that ray scene was red. There was one with um, jungle, jungle, we, yeah, vegetation, green. green. Yeah. And there was that shot you're talking about with, with the sand. So he, they're playing on the five elements, aren't they? It looks like it. Well, again, it's concluding all the Star Wars films. Because remember, throughout the Star Wars films, we've gone to different... We've gone to each of these type of planets before. True, true. So that's, yeah. yeah. That's amazing, it's though. It's interesting. So that jungle that we saw Leila in would probably be where they buried... Um, 
Vader and all that. M- maybe, maybe. I don't know. I think this new jungle planet, I think it's a new jungle planet. Oh, you don't think it's... What was the name of that planet with the Ewoks? Uh, Endor. So that's the moon of Endor. So the planet is a, ga- is a gas planet, which the, the moon is the actual place they were on in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting if they visit that, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I think this is the shot of Leia that we see is which is the next shot is this new planet which i think it's called kajini or something like that it was released that this is a new jungle type of planet i think that's going to be at the beginning of the film okay i think i think we'll get leia at the beginning of the film and then she sort of sets them off on their journey yeah so you reckon they are not going to kill leila no no yeah okay i don't th- i don't know i know and jj was also talking on the on the panel that um uh, you know, Carrie, Leia's character in tr- in Venice is the heart of this whole movie, mm. which is which is really nice to see. And the footage of her as well, like it's really really good. Like you would think that's new footage, but no, that is old footage from the Force Awakens that they've retooled and re-edited to mm. fit into this film, and it looks great. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the way technology has gone these days, they could, you know, they could even get another actress and just yeah, they did, but they decided not to do that. So, but it looks cool. So the next shot. Uh, which I was going absolutely crazy was all the resistance ships all coming out of hyperspace and you've got all the wings. You've got X-wings, Y-wings, B-wings. There's a B-wing there and an A-wing. They've got all the wings. It's absolutely crazy. I thought they said the rebellion was over. Somehow there is, you know, some ships stored somewhere. Yeah, you know, to me, the best effect in Star Wars not the lightsabers, not the force moving things. It's whenever a spaceship comes out of hyperspace. I just like, I don't know. And the, the sound as yeah, well. Yeah, the way they just, that thing just hits the screen. It's, it, it's beautiful. I love it whenever it happens. So that was just, seeing all that was like, yeah, and yeah, I saw all the ships. And I was like, whoa, where did these come from? I thought yeah, all of these were like, str- When that first came out, I was pausing the shots and I was like, oh, there's that, there's that, you know, as we do, getting into the details. And I was like, they've literally got every ship. Like X-Wings, like X-Wings from... From the original trilogy. Yeah, from the original trilogy, yeah, when they destroyed the star. Yeah, that's nice. So, yeah, it's cool. And then the next shot is the counter shot to that, where we see this armada, not even a fleet, an armada of star destroyers. That I, I love this shot. It was awesome. It looks like they're in this sort of storm. Yeah. Like it's the, I love the colors, like the blue. There's a lot of blue in this trailer. Um, but what's, what I think is most interesting, or what everyone's pointed out, these do not look like first order star destroyers. They don't. They look. If you look again, look closely. They are imperial star destroyers. Really? They look the same that they did from the original trilogy. No, hold on. They are. Em- did you say they are not empire? Or no, they-, they are not. They don't look like the first order. Oh, they are more the em- empire. Yes, yes, yes. Which brings me to your theory, and I was saying this earlier in the week that um, you know, there's this theory that before Palpatine died. He commissioned clones to be made. Yes. In case of his death. Yeah, like a contingency plan. A contingency plan. And he's had this fleet hiding. Yeah. I've heard that there's so many theories out it, there. It could be that, you know? It's it's a plausible theory. Uh, again, it's all about... I'm open to most theories if it's done well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about execution because, yeah, I see, I've read some theories and gone, that is absolutely crazy. But if you pulled it off, cool. Yeah. Like, because it's definitely... It's certain that in this film, there's going to be a lot of throwback. Yeah, there'll be a lot of throwback. Um, I think from judging from these two shots of all the resistance ships and all the Star Destroyers, we're going to get this epic, huge battle. Yeah. I think we're going to get a sort of Return of the King style, you know, end of this absolute crazy battle. We're going to get one on land and then one in the, in the, the space, and it's going to be huge. 
all-out war. Palpatine is gonna is gonna appear. He's yeah. the, he's he's obviously play, he's playing a role and he's playing a bigger role than uh, than I thought he would have since we heard his voice and stuff. So yeah, and it's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. That's why, guys, listening, you need to watch the film like on the day it comes out because you don't want people to spoil people it for will you. Be spo- yeah, uh, yeah, they will spoil they, it. You know, most you, I, like most people that I, I you know I interact with online are pretty good. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They don't spoil and they wait for like a certain period before they publicly speak. Unfortunately, you will come across some people who don't care and will just say something. So just. Yeah, you got to see it opening just, night. Just watch opening night. It's going to be crazy because this is Christmas. Everybody's on holiday. N- literally nobody's working. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... I think it's going to be crazy. I think cinemas will just have like maybe two rooms. F- yeah, for everything else. And then every other screen so this, is this, this one. Star Wars yeah. playing it back to back. Oh, yeah. That's how, that's how you're going to do it. Uh, the next shot, we then get to Finn and the new character, Jana, which they're looking up what looks like the Star Destroyers. Some people say it looks like they're in the Falcon... I don't think it does because I think behind them you can see like another rebel officer. Why would it? Uh, so I, d- I think it's a different ship. Let's talk about Finn. You know, this is the last film in the tour. I, I still don't know his role in this. No, it's been very complicated because like I, I loved his role in The Force Awakens. Yes. Force Awakens, uh, you know, he was a stormtrooper. He defected. <laughs> we hadn't seen that before. And he was trying to find, and like, he was sort of trying to find himself. Yeah. Um, we almost in the last Jedi. It was almost the same thing again, where he was on. He sort of found himself, and then at the beginning of the last Jedi, he doesn't know where he is, and he's trying to find himself, and he finds himself again at the mm-hmm. end. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yeah. I almost thought it was a repeat story. I'll be interesting to see what they do with him. I think this Jana character will be a romantic interest for him. Maybe. Mm. Maybe I don't know what's happening with Rose. I didn't see her. She's definitely in the movie. Oh, she is. She's in. Yeah, because she came out in the panel and stuff. So she's definitely in the film, but she wasn't really shown in the trailer. Um, I c- understandably, because it's not JJ, Rose is not JJ's character. Rose is Ryan Johnson's character he created for The Last Jedi. Uh, so that's understandable. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Finn does. I mean, I think Finn will be quite badass in this film. I, th- I see him and Poe almost combined being like the Han Solo character. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. Poe to me is Han Solo. Is the modern day version of Han Solo. You know, um, um, Ray is the mod is Luke is Luke Skywalker. You know, everybody has a parallel. But Finn, I, I don't know what his role is. Is he somebody's son? You know, there was that tra- there was that theory that he was Mace Windu's son and all that. And you're like Orlando's son. Yeah, Orlando like, exactly like, Orlando's it, son. You know, it annoys me because I'm like. Just because the guy's black doesn't mean he has to be related to the only black people in Star Wars. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's, Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's true, though. But Star Wars is a very feudal. It's a very. It's a very. This person has to be related yeah. to this person. It's a, it's a family saga, isn't it? Exactly. So usually that you'd expect that. It's like seeing somebody in Game of Thrones, and you're like, "Who is this guy again?" You know, he has to have. His history. Uh, but with Finn, I know we're not reviewing Star Wars now, but with Finn, I, I, I don't yet see his... Per- it just looks like he's the novelty character just there for the laughs, to make jokes and to feel the political... No, quota. But I don't see him... Okay, so I'll, this is the last thought I'll give on Finn's character. If you removed Finn from the stories, would you still be able to tell the story? If you remove him from, say, The Last Jedi... Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think because his whole story is the cancer bite scene, which yeah, overall 
it, it adds nothing to the story. So yeah, you could have taken that out. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So and to an extent, yeah, you know. So that's just all I'm saying about Finn. I, I don't understand his role. Maybe that will be clearer in the last in the Rise of Skywalker, as we will say. We all, we shall see. Yeah, so we go into the next shot, which has got everybody talking, and that's 3PO with red eyes. Yeah, what's all that? What's, what's all that? He's going to the dark side. Is he like, high? Uh, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's such a stressy character. But maybe R2 is like, yo, let's <laughs> take, chill, chill out here. Chill out. <laughs> yeah, there's, the, there's this hashtag going on Twitter as well that people are calling him Creepio. Nice. <laughs> which I think is that's kind of nice. funny. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, interesting to see him with the red eyes. Not too sure what's going on there. Someone has hacked his motherboard. Uh, 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 there's a theory going around, which I kind of like, that he's got like a, you know in Spider-Man, that he's got that instant kill mode and his eyes go red. Maybe 3PO's got so like a like a danger mode. No, no. No, I think it would be kind of, I think it would be more for comedic purposes. Remember in Attack of the Clones, it would be a nod back to that. Remember when his head gets put on the battle droid and he's like, die, Jedi, die. Like, I, th I think it'd be maybe like a throwback to that. But it looks sinister, dude. Yeah, but I think because it's 3PO, it's going to be, I think it will be for comedic purposes. Probably, hopefully, hopefully, because I love 3PO as 3PO. I don't want to see him evil. But the way he was sat down, he was sat like he was on a command chair or something. You know, so my theory is somebody has found a way to hack him and they hacked him and they used him to do maybe find some intel or something. yeah or yeah. something like that but it, do, it did look creepy it did look evil creepier yeah you know how like if there's a villain in a, in a in movie and the movie sounds intel and the villain sounds intelligent he makes him creepy it makes him more evil so trippio the most light-hearted one of the most light-hearted characters in yeah in Star Wars, goes evil. You're like, oh my god, this is that won't happen. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it definitely won't happen. Uh, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it'll be for comedic purposes. Uh, then we get into another shot, which we see this huge beam like shooting into the ground. Not too sure of that. People are saying it's another Death Star. I'm like, please don't give me another Death Star. <laughs> we've we've had too many Death Stars. Um, then we get into a really cool shot, which I like, which we see Ray in the forest where she flings the lightsaber. Uh, and it cuts through all these trees, and then she catches it. Looks awesome to me. You yeah. know, I looked at that scene mechanically. She didn't fling it. I think it was stuck. I think it was stuck as well, because the way she looks, she's like... Then she brings it out, then the thing f goes away, but she uses the force to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's going to be really cool. Um, and you can also see the little training droid. Like, remember, same as in episode four, when Luke was training against that droid. I don't know if it's the same one or it's a new one. Who knows? It probably will be the same the one. The same one. Because remember in Force Awakens when Finn was looking through the Falcon for things and he picked, he was like... Yeah, and exactly. And it's in the Falcon yeah. that he had it. Yeah, so he definitely will probably be, so the, probably be the same the one. The same one Luke trained with. Yeah. That would be cool. Though. That would be cool. So that is an awesome shot. Uh, my favorite shot of the, the whole thing comes in next and this is Kylo strutting out of his tie and then he just lights that... Lights, oh... Uh, there's something about that shot, the way he's walking with such like, like a strut to he's him. He's on, he's angry. He's angry. And he pulls out that saber. I just love the whole cinematic aspect of it. I think it's awesome. Uh, then we get into a really cool one where we see Kylo and Rey fighting mm -hmm. on this debris in water. It's raining. It's a storm. Who knows what's going on there? Um, a lot of people, you know, you would normally think that's the end of the film. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be earlier in the film than we think. But remember, there was this shot we got months ago of Ray underwater. 
We saw Ray on the water swimming. Oh, oh no, it was um, concept, art. concept art, sorry. That was concept, concept art. art for The Force Awakens. Oh, okay. So, and The Force Awakens was JJ. So maybe there's something there, he's moved to the third film. Okay, okay. Yeah, recycled. So yeah, very interesting there. And during these couple of shots, we hear Palpatine's voice saying, your journey, and then we go to black and he says, nears its end. What's interesting about this is that unlike the previous trailer where we got the, the laugh, that was reused audio from the original trilogy, from Return of the Jedi. He's never said this line before in any of the films. That's true. So this is new content he's recorded in McDermott because it sounds new. It sounds new to me. I, I, I looked back and I was like, no, he's never said this before. Um, Wow. So this leads me to believe, no, he's got a role in this film. He's there. He's, I think he's there in some form. I never thought about that. It's true, though. I never thought about that. He, he, he didn't say that in the previous film. So he's, he's, a, he's having a speaking role in yes. this film. He's having a speaking role. Then we get to the shot that's going absolutely crazy. And it's the shot of Rey, Dark Rey. She looks extremely pale. She hasn't got Sith eyes, though. She's got her normal eyes, no Sith eyes, but she's extremely pale. She's got the hood. You see two red lightsabers, and she does the whole flip phone. Yeah, <laughs> razor, razor thing, and pulls out this doubled staffs, yeah. which looks absolutely epic. Yeah, it looks epic, but it's not practical. But hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that like in practicality, that would just snap off. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's a lightsaber. It's, it's Star Wars. Yeah. This, I mean, this, this obviously gives us a lot of questions yeah and there's several theories going around uh i would say, for me the smart money if i was if i was a betting man i would put it on being on it being a dark vision of ray do you you know you think what i mean i agree remember like in um in the empire strikes back when luke goes into the cave yeah. and he fights vader and he hits the mask and it's actually him in him yes yeah something similar to i think the smart money is on that However, I don't want that to be the case because I think it's lazy. Mm, mm -hmm. I think it's lazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would like it to be a clone, of a dark clone of Ray. Right. Okay. 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 How cool would it be? Like this is this this I'm go, I'm gonna Tim Foil hat on here. T absolute Tim Foil hat. This is pure speculation. This is a theory I have. This would be kind of cool if it happens. I'm not gonna be bummed out if it doesn't. Um, but, you know, Palpatine, he gets maybe DNA from himself, from Vader, from Luke, from all the powerful Jedi and things like that. And not so much a clone, because a clone, as we know, is a, clone. a replicant. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's exactly the same. Yeah. This would be more like a genetically modified force user mm -hmm. that Palpatine's been creating. And he's been creating loads of rays. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and it involves that somehow. Mm. Is that, well, you think about it. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy. It's just science and the force. Yes. They don't... They they don't not, that's they what don't I mean. Mix, yeah. But I think there's plenty of reason to back on it because, you know, as far as we know that, you know, Ray's parents are filthy drunk traders. You know, that could still be the case. You know, Palpatine could have created then given it to the earth and then they actually sold her off for drinking money. That could be the thing. So it doesn't necessarily mean Kylo's lying. He just... He's been telling the truth from his perspective as we always say in Star Wars, from a certain point of view. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's all about a certain point of view. You know, we, from canon junkies, canon people who read the books and stuff, we know that Palpatine had a Sith temple on Jakku. Right, okay. 
There was a Sith temple there. And canon, that's it. It's that's true. canon. Okay. That's canon, okay? And he was, it doesn't go into what he was doing, but it's he was messing around there. He was doing some weird stuff, you know, as Palpatine does. You know, he's he was exploring immortality and all these things. Why not? Why not try and bring, create a genet genetically modified ultimate force user that you could probably pass your spirit into? True, but he wouldn't know what Rey would look like, would he? But that's what I mean. He just, it doesn't matter. It just creates. Did, unless he did which it recently. Which then goes back to The Last Jedi, you know, when Rey goes into the cave to find out who her parents are. She doesn't see her parents. She just sees loads of herself. Oh, that's true. That that's 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 true. Now that you've brought that scene in, it's possible that that was what it's, it this meant. Is, this is pure speculative. No, it's true. No, it's it's plausible. You know, it's more likely going to be a force ghost because Th that's what I mean. I think the smart money's on the vision, but I think that's lazy. Yeah, I think it'd be more interesting if you did something like that. I think it's not more lazy. I mean, they've made it clear. JJ has made it clear. This film is going to mirror what has happened. This is sort of going to be a celebratory kind of film. So. And the same thing, in when Luke was being trained, he had that vision of him being evil, him being Vader. I think the Force always has to show you that if you, this is what you can be if you go to the dark side. In Clone Wars, we remember Yoda fought a dark version of himself. Of himself, exactly. So this is definitely going to be a Force vision mm -hmm. and Rey exactly. doing that. I think that's yeah. the, the smart money is on that. And then you have the absolute crazy theory, which I definitely don't think is going to happen, is that that's Rey and she turns to the dark side. Yeah, I mean... I don't, it's, it's not going to happen. No, she's not going to turn. Although you wanted that to happen. I think what, you told me it would happen I, last I, year. I, I think the, if, the, if you were going to turn Rey to the dark side, you should have done it in The Last Jedi. That was the opportunity. She had the chance to go dark side there. Then her redemption would be in the third one. Exa ex exactly. That was the, you don't do it in this one. In one film, it, yeah. You, you, I don't think you can do it. And, and it's also, it's several other factors as well. One is that she, from The Force Awakens, she has been... The hero, you know, she is the hero of this trilogy. You're not going to make her go dark at the end. True, exactly, yeah. Another thing, and this is more business, Galaxy's Edge. You have cast members dressed up as Rey, little girls going up to her saying, oh, Rey, give me pictures. She's an icon. She's a hero to these little girls. You can't turn her bad. True. I, I, th I, I don't think from a business perspective that works. Yeah, actually, yeah, makes sense. It's just... Um, so, yeah, my money's on vision. Dark well, vision. Speaking about this, you know, so I think somebody or more than one person is going to die in this film. We can't have a happy ending. I... It's Star Wars at the know, end of the, the day. The, the, I don't think so. I honestly think... I think Kylo will die. Yeah, okay. Kylo will die. Palpatine will be stopped in some way or yeah. another. Mm -hmm. Um... But I don't think any of the main heroes are going to die. I think if you kill any of the heroes, maybe Finn or Poe, you, you don't kill Rey. Rey lives. Yeah, Rey lives. Rey lives. Leia lives. Lando lives. You don't. You don't kill those characters. Lando might not live. I think you. I think you keep Finn. My sacrifice. Himself. I think. I think Finn, if anyone. But I don't. Again, I don't think you're going to kill him. Yeah, I see Finn sacrificing himself in every film. He's tried and failed he's always wanted to sacrifice himself for the greater good but someone keeps stopping him i thought he i i thought he was going to in the last jedi at that moment i thought oh wow okay he's gonna and then then that, it, happened. That, then yeah. that happened but no i don't think anyone is gonna, like anyone of the good side i don't think they are gonna die um here's another question for you uh do you think kylo's gonna get redeemed N uh no you know no i don't think he's gonna get redeemed but 
he is going to get redeemed. <laughs> I don't think he is, but he is. No, see, see, <laughs> I don't want him to get redeemed. I want him to go out bad. Yeah. But I think he'll get redeemed. Yeah, he'll, I, he'll get redeemed. He'll get redeemed. And again, if they do it, uh, that, that, that'll be the one thing that I'm a bit like, it, too expected. That will be that would, too I, expected. I would be like, you've done it before. We've seen this story thing before in Star Wars. Come on, JJ. Like, it's just, I don't, I think for me anyway, I would prefer to have him to go out bad. Yeah. That would be the only thing. But again, it's all about execution. If it's executed right and it makes me cry, cool. Yeah. We'll see. I think it might be like Vader. He's dying and apologizes for his sins just before he passes yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I don't want to see that. But anyway, the hype train has officially started. The Rise of Skywalker comes out in cinemas UK December 19th. So get your tickets as soon as they drop, which will normally be in October when the, the final full trailer drops. Yeah, cool. Make sure you watch it, guys, because it will be spoiled. Somebody will sp li literally, it will take 12 hours. And it's the film event of the year. Yeah, it like, is. Alongside Endgame. Yeah, yeah. To, to believe that Cats was, is that you know that Cats film is yeah. going to be released on At the, the same, same day. day. The hubris behind that they decision. Don't, they, it's like they don't want to earn any money. They right? don't. <laughs> Honestly, that film. Let's not get into yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we did talk about The Rise of Skywalker a lot, as, a lot. As you know, we are Star Wars nerds here. But there is other news to talk about. So we'll get into it. And that is the first official poster that comes out of D23 of the Black Widow movie. I'm sure everyone on listening has already seen this by now. Andy, you've got a picture of it right there. Yep. Overall, I think it's a decent looking poster. Nothing special. It looks like one of those typical Marvel photoshopped mm -hmm. type of posters. Uh, for me, the interesting thing is that at the top, we see the villain, which is Taskmaster, yep. which is, that's awesome. But for me, I was actually surprised uh, that we see David Harbour on the right there. Uh, and I thought he was going to be playing Taskmaster, the villain, yep. but not. He's going to be playing Red Guardian, which is basically the Russian Captain America. Yeah, I was going to say, he looks very Captain America-ish. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is that who? I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's a deep cut Marvel character. Uh, so he is, yeah, he's basically the Russian Captain America. Oh. So it'd be interesting if they play around with like the super soldier serum. Obviously, he's not going to be as good as Cap, uh, but they would have definitely been playing around with that. I also find it interesting that David Harbour in um, Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> He, Hopper is, he hates Russians and his whole thing is to stop <laughs> the Russians and in this movie, he's, he's playing, a, playing Russian. a Russian. You know, at first, when I first watched it, I thought it was, um, what's that villain from Iron Man 2? Is uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. No, 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 Whiplash. The, his dad's business, oh, from Iron Man 1. His dad's business oh, partner. Uh, Obadiah Stane. Obadiah, yeah. I thought that was Obadiah when I first saw it. And I was like, hmm, okay. But it's not. Mm -hmm. like, It'll be interesting to see where this film is set. I mean, given... Black Widow's age, I don't think you could have it any earlier than the 90s. Yeah, it would be in the 90s. It in the 90s. So it would be post-Cold War? It could start from the post I mean, Marvel, you know, they could make their own history. You know, technically, some Russians are still in post-war mode. Mm -hmm. So the world says the war has ended, but no, they've, they, they're still on it. So, so. yeah, there'll be, I think there'll be a lot of interesting things to explore politically there between, obviously, America and Russia and her sort of being that tie in between. Uh, the character on the left, uh, I can't remember her name, but she will basically be another Black Widow, as in she, there's not only one Black Widow, the sort of, this uh, organization trains Black Widows. You know, they oh, make... All right, it's like Sparrow. Like, like, 
like Spyro, that Sparrow movie, wasn't it? You remember Black that Sparrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I mean, when it. I saw that Sparrow trailer, I was like, "So this is the Black Widow movie." That's what everyone <laughs> said. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's but now we're actually getting yeah. Black the Black Widow. So, so yeah, for me, is interesting things for her and Red Guardian, and the suit looks cool. But yeah, Black Widow comes out next year. You know, this is just gonna be, yeah. Let's just go into work because. Yeah, we have to. It's nothing. I don't see anything special about this film, apart from the fact it's got Scarlett Johansson on it, which makes that very special. But apart from that, it's just going to be there. I don't think exactly, it's going to be because her story's finished. Yeah, it's finished. You know, you're not going to see learn anything new. She's not one of the main characters. There is nothing literally new coming out from this. Yeah, this film. It would be if you're a huge fan of the Black Widow character, it'd be really good for you because it expands her mythology in that sense but it's not moving the story forward so i'm obviously i'm still going to see this film yeah certainly sometimes i have a not a problem but sometimes it's funny for me when i watch films that i of people that i know have died or something like that like watching the episode four five and six knowing what happened in one two and three you know it's it takes away a bit of the of the oomph of it you know so but yeah so uh, we also get the first poster for the Marvel series WandaVision, which basically gives you a nice 1950s setting. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Out of all the Marvel TV series that they've released, I'm most looking forward to WandaVision. Really? Why? Why? Because from this image and from what they've been talking about, it looks like I have a theory that they're going to combine two stories, which one is Tom King's run on The Vision, which is really, really good, which basically the Vision, because he's an android, he doesn't feel like he can uh, relate to humans yeah. and stuff like that. So what he does, he creates his own android family. Okay. You know <laughs> what I mean? And then eventually you really get into the psyche of that and what it is being human and things like that. So I think it's going to be an element there, but I think because Vision's dead, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the opposite where it's Wanda who Oops. creates this. But is Vision dead here in canon well we don't know i think this series is going to be a vision or a sort of virtual reality that wanda has created the perfect life she would have wanted with vision and she's going to have kids and stuff which is going to play into the tom king stuff and then you go into house of m storyline which i think something will just crack because she is people underestimate how powerful she is Mm. she's an extremely powerful character in the marvel universe and i think something will happen she'll crack the sort of multiverse in a sense Mm -hmm. and she will create the x gene and then we go into mutants Mm, that is plausible that's the part where you said she cracks that is very plausible because that's the kind that's how you that's how you come out from all this time travel you have to create an equally warped up scenario where you can reverse everything so with that, they can use that to reverse Black Widow, to reverse Captain America and everything, you know. I don't think they will go they that wouldn't, far. No, they wouldn't because they've moved on. But, the, you know, once you do things like that, you can actually this, reverse. Again, this is just a theory. This is not confirmed that this is actually what the story is going to be about. It's just from this image and from me knowing the comics and from what they've said, I've kind of pieced together. I think that's what they're going to go for. I, I just hope it's not going to be like a love story, a romantic story with all it's gonna slow be, scenes it, it and all was, that. It's also going to be Marvel's, if they've announced this official, it's going to be Marvel's first sitcom. Ugh. So you're going to have like the laughing in the background and stuff like that. No, wait. Did you say laughing in the it's background? Like, this, like a sitcom. That's how they're shooting this. 
Really? Yeah. They are shooting this like, like a the, the, the old cool, the old school <sighs> one camera that they're just there and yeah. really that's interesting. It's okay. gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I didn't think that was gonna be the I just thought this was stylist. Oh really? Yeah. That'll be interesting. Wait, 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 let me get this straight. A series based on WandaVision and it's shot like a sitcom. Yeah. On Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. Will they have superhero things or they might have references, but I think it will be more of a drama. Drama. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's I want mean, But like I said, but it's gonna be the end of the series, which it's gonna I think twist on its tail, which then explodes into something. I mean, they've piqued my interest now. Now that I have this new information, it's piqued my... I just thought it was going to be an, an, a romantic film with them doing the slow whispering talk and slow motion and all that. But now you've piqued my interest. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. More yeah. to come. More to come on that. So, yeah, some big news regarding this, and that is The Irishman. It gets its release dates and runtime. So it will be officially released in cinemas November 1st, and then straight on to Netflix for streaming November 27th. So that is three weeks. Uh, and the runtime is a massive three and a half hours. Love it. Three and a half hours. And when they ask Scorsese, why is this movie so long? And he said simply, because I wanted it to be. Simple. There is no other answer. That's Martin Scorsese. That's not me. That's not one director based in anywhere. Now... So this is all great, lo lovely news. Mm -hmm. The dark part of this news, though, is a select number, major movie chains, will not be showing this film in the cinemas because they refuse to show this film in the cinemas for a period of less than three months mm. before Netflix release it onto their service. Yeah, that makes sense, you know. Totally. I totally, like, so this is an interesting story. So you have, I, tot I get the point from Netflix. I also get the point from the, the theater chains. So... The theater chains that will be showing this movie are independent, smaller films, and they will be released in L.A. and New York and someplace else, I believe. Uh, but it's only going to be in cinemas for three weeks before it goes on to Netflix. Mm -hmm. Now, from Netflix's point of view, I can understand fully why would they would want their property as quickly as possible to go into their service. You know, release it in the cinemas to contend for the Oscars, as you have to abide by their rules. Yep then bring it into your streaming service because it's much cheaper to have content on your service than to, you know, give the theatre's money to play your movie. Now, I also see it from the theatre's point of view, where it's like, why would we have a film in our cinemas without a suit so we can get so much money from this before people will just go and see it on the streaming service? Mm -hmm. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I get it from both sides. It's this huge business thing, and it is the future of the industry and how we watch movies. So, Andy, what do you make of all this? I mean, l similar to you, to you, you know, there are three players here. There is the cinema, there is Scorsese himself, and there is Netflix. Now, as we all know, Martin Scorsese is huge. He is the most Oscar-nominated director alive today. He's got more nominations than Spielberg, Cameron, and everything. He is, if you go to film school, he is the people, he's one of the people that you study. He is of that caliber, you know. And like I said, he's the most Oscar-nominated director, and Netflix knows, knew this. So Netflix knew that if Scorsese releases a film, it has to be an Oscar. It has to be an Oscar-nominated movie. And so it's sort of like Netflix was trying to get the... Everybody's trying to get the best of both worlds. 
Because Seizi wants to be part of, doesn't have to, but he wants to be, maybe he wants to be part of this. The future. This, the future thing here. And so, but at the same time, he, his caliber, his films need to be in the Oscars. It's because Seizi releases a film, it has to be in the Oscars. It, 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 it's not a question. It has to be there. You know, so, so that's their, their dilemma. Netflix you know they want an oscar quality movie because they are going to be they are about to compete with apple and apple and amazon these are cutthroats and disney and disney these are cutthroats these are you don't go into battle with apple and come out you know any the only people that have gone to battle with apple and have and are still in war with them is google because and of, samsung and samsung because, but those are huge multi billion dollar brands then Netflix is nowhere as big as Samsung or this thing. And the same goes for Disney and Amazon. You, you don't compete. Huge corporations. Huge yeah. corporations. You don't compete with them. So Netflix has to armor themselves. And they've gone for Martin Scorsese, the best of the best. Literally the best of the best. So, they are, so they've gone for that. But at the same time, they want to have... You want to have an want to have that cake and eat it too. Eat it back. You know, that's the same thing. And the cinemas, you want to have a Scorsese film... For three months, but at the same time, you know, it, you know. So both parties want the best of both worlds, but it, it just can't happen. Some things are not compatible, like salt and water. Somebody's gonna have to give. Somebody has to give, or everybody has to give some room, and I think that's what has happened. The thing is, I think the way the industry is moving now, I think we're gonna see. I think Netflix will favor this. You know, I think it will move into the direction in favor of Netflix. No, not really. Okay, see, now the cinemas have said they're not going to show it. The major cinemas, because they know if they let Netflix do it, Disney's going to do it. Yes, but... Apple is going to do it. No, yeah, I totally get you. But with Netflix, if at least... It doesn't matter. I don't think for them, they matter as much if it's not in a major chain. As long as it's in the cinema and it's getting the Oscar nomination that it deserves... Why would they matter if it's longer in the cinema? No, when they can just put ne it on their Netflix cert. doesn't want it to be longer. Netflix yeah, wants, yeah, Netflix wants it like, if Netflix had their way, it would be one day in the cinema and everything. But, th but that's what I mean. So I don't think it matters for them that these major streaming, uh, uh, major theaters are not showing it because you do have a select few who are. Yeah, but here's, here's the, say that one more time, sorry. So it doesn't matter for them so much. Netflix, yeah. Netflix, that these major chains will not show their films because they've got the independents doing that for them. Right. But who goes to an independent movie? Well, exactly, but it doesn't cinema. I, but I don't but that's not the point. The point is Netflix aren't really interested in people. I don't think their main goal is to get people to the cinema to watch this film. Their main goal is to have the film in the cinema for a select amount of time to get an Oscar nomination. They would prefer people to watch the film on Netflix at home. So they get viewership. Yeah, what well, I think what this, what Netflix wants is, you know what happens after every Oscars? There is one name that comes out, then everybody rushes to see it. It's the Green Book. Countdown 10 years. It always happens. One film comes in, not many people have seen it. Then it goes into the Oscars, then wins a lot of awards, and everybody goes and watches it. That's usually how it happens. So Netflix, I think that's what Netflix wants. They want this film, The Irishman, to win a lot of awards. And everybody's like, oh, there's this film called The Irishman and it won. Then they go on Netflix to watch it. So that's what Netflix wants. Exactly. But they can't have that because cinemas need three months. 
Mm-hmm. But 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 they are having that at the minute because you have these independent cinemas allowing them to do that. Yeah, so independent cinemas, but independent cinemas only counts for like zero point one percent of yeah, but cinema. But the point the point is is that you only need to have it in cinemas for one week. Yeah. They're having it for three, but you only need to have it in one week. If it's in one week for an independent cinema. That's all they care about. Yeah, that's all Netflix. Uh, no, I'm talking more about the cinemas. The reason why they can't allow Netflix to do this is because if they do it, Apple is going to do it. Amazon is going to do it. Before you know it, they're not going to make any money. So that's why it, it probably hurts them that they have a Scorsese film and they're not screening it. But they're doing it for survival. It's a survival mechanism. And, and at the end of the day, I... I, I I get everybody's point of view. There is no right, there is no wrong, but somebody has to, people have to compromise and I think that's where they are right now. Making a compromise three weeks instead of three months and um, yeah, that's about it. But I am, coming back to the film, I am really chuffed about this. This might be, okay, so definitely this is Al Pacino's last, one of one of his last films, his last film, Robert De Niro is a bit younger, so that he, he's still he's still pushing. It. Yeah, he's still pushing, but this might be his one of his last. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is certainly the last time they will be working with Scorsese. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, Scorsese as well. He's he getting, getting he's old. getting old. Exactly. Yeah. And now this is so he has given a lot to this film. Three and a half. Three and a half hours. Hour. So I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna talk about the guys, the Irishman. I told you it's based on a true, true the, events. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna talk about the man's entire history, from when he was young. So when he grew up, immigrated to America, how he became the Irishman, how he stayed working for this family, I've forgotten the name, and how he ended up, everything ended up. So that's why it's going to be three hours long. But man, the stuff we're going to get. Like I said, Scorsese is one of these people where you go to film school and your first assignment is to analyze a Scorsese. One of his films, yeah. Yeah. You know, so Scorsese films give birth to other films you know so they will be seeing some cinematic decisions some different ways of telling a film that will open up a whole new era to directors oh scorsese did it like this i can do it like this you know that's how these films are you know they release these um, directors are they release a film and all other directors on the second tier you know the way i put it there's tier one which is spielberg scorsese you know, and maybe James Cameron, that's tier one. Then tier two, you have Christopher Nolan, J.J. Abrahams, uh, Waititi and all that, you know. Then level three is everybody else, everybody else. So what happens is when the level one, tier one directors release a film, the tier two directors look at it, analyze it and incorporate it in their own films. Now, because tier two directors have incorporated it in their own films, tier three directors like us, and so forth we'll pick it up and that's how these people change cinema so a three hour film for Scorsese is the best Christmas gift anyone could, anyone ask, for. could ask for yeah. comes out six days after my birthday so I'll be watching that your birthday is 21st of November 21st of November it comes out 27th of November it's going to be an amazing season of films it so is it's, it's so that, between November and December Disney Plus launches uh, yes we get we get uh, Apple launches uh, the Mandalorian. We get that um, Disney uh, Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. We obviously get uh, we get uh, Joker. The Joker. We get Terminator. Term- Star Wars. Uh, new Star Wars. Um, what else we got? Um, we got the Cats movie. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I've I've already got my ticket for that. 
Um, yeah, yeah, those are some of the big ones. Yeah, it's you know it's gonna be great. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a good Christmas, uh, Christmas season. Christmas season. Can't wait for that to happen. So, guys, uh, we did have run out a bit of time here, but we're just gonna get breeze through this. So, um, Suicide Squad get some new cast members. Taika Waititi all of a sudden gets added to the cast, as well as Nathan Fillion on undisclosed roles. So, not much we can talk about there. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes it adds 600 new critics with women making up the majority at 55%. So, again, good to see diversity actually coming in the industry, especially amongst the critics. Yep, it's sad that it's even a story now. Yeah, but that but is that is a is. industry story. Uh, and finally, the bit of the news, uh, IT director Andy Muschietti confirms that The Flash will be his next movie. So, interesting to see where he's going to take that although he did say don't expect a horror version of the flash yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's not that kind he's not that time of character flash is a bubbly yeah. character so that is the news guys and now we're going to head into our favorite place which is the trailer park they've done studies you know 60 percent of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense Tendi. We were just talking about Scorsese, yep. gangster films, mm -hmm. and we've got a different type of Scorsese-flavored gangster film, and that is Joker, with the full final trailer for this weird Elseworlds DC movie featuring Joaquin Phoenix. Andy, I'm going to let you start this one off. What did you think of this trailer? So, I think this trailer has told me this is going to be four nominations one award this is definitely has oscar or it is this film is beautiful and you were telling me they did not employ any cgi everything i'm seeing is practical that is amazing the trailer looks very well crafted and um jacqueline phoenix's performance of the joker looks like it's gonna be Heath ledger again it's amazing. I mean, that there's this scene where he was laughing like a jackal. Like a jackal. Uh, that was really nice. One of the first opening yeah, scenes, yeah. Yeah, I think if you want to play Joker right, you need to get uh, the laugh right. You know, obviously nobody does it better than Mike Hamill. But if you want to get the Joker, you need to have a unique laugh that doesn't look like you are acting. It has to come from the soul. And I think Jacqueline Phoenix has really done that with this film. It looks beautiful. It's just, it gets you, I mean, and, you know, nobody is glorifying crime and saying that if you're pushed to the wall, but it sort of gives you a human touch to that character called the Joker. You see how society, like, you know, you beat people up. I, I think it's really relevant in the opening scene where he's just some guy on a bus. Yeah, he sees a kid in front of him. He's trying to make the kid laugh completely harmless and innocent and then this lady says would you stop bothering my kid yeah it's just, just pushing pushing society just pushing him down mm -hmm. constantly and in his sorry to interrupt no no it's yeah. fine and and like in his mother's bed he's sitting next to his mom and she's dying and he's on national television and somebody's making fun of him on national tv for some reason some guys were chasing him and he gets whacked in the face with a yellow board you know so much is going to him so Something happened somewhere, and he and he's already mentally unstable. Yes, yes he has he evil thoughts all the we, time. We see him talking to his what looks like a psychiatrist. Yeah, and she, I love when he says that all I have is negative, negative thoughts. thoughts. Yeah, I'm like, geez, that you're putting this much pressure on someone who's this mentally unstable and violent, and at one point in time, he's gonna flip. 
And that's what happened in this thing film. Thing is, like, like I'm gonna get a bit personal here, that, but I'm not afraid to agree with you guys. Like, like I can really relate to this because in my own self, I do suffer with some mental health stuff, and like I totally get it what he means when people say all you do is ask the same questions, but you don't really care. And that is what a lot of society is like that, in a sense. Like, I'm not saying it's for everyone. There's a lot of people who do care and do understand. But a lot of society doesn't quite understand mental health. Mm. And it just gets shoved aside. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, wow. it, there is a big element of that. And I think this film's really going to explore that in a, in a dark, dark way. In, in a sense of, like, what would happen if it goes for the worst? For the worst, yeah. Because, yeah, that, I think a lot of, it's not enough. We don't have enough of this um, mental health. We don't talk enough about it in films. And like I always say, if society doesn't understand something, it's not enough films talking about it. That's why. I, I've said this, and I think that the season one of The Punisher, I don't think there's any bit of entertainment content that deals with PTSD as well as that. Yeah. Like, I, like I'd never seen PTSD handled as well as that show did. And I think we're going to get something similar here, but with mental health. Yeah, the, 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 my fear is that, but Punisher, you're right. It, it's very strong on the whole PTSD and it, the, the mental effects on it. But when people review Punisher, they only talk about the guns and nobody talks about the mental issues. And a similar thing can happen for the Joker, where it's just going to be about how great it, the movie is, because trust me, it's going to be a great movie. And nobody's really going to talk about, yeah, but did that mental issue, is that true? Can it really happen? Because it's happening. We ha we're having jokers in America going into a school and shooting people up. That's very the joker. That's the kind of thing he does. You yeah, know? No, no moral compass. No moral compass. You just go in there and you... What? You just... No remorse. Yeah. Kill kids. I mean, this thing is happening. And this film, you know, will touch on it. And it's good. I, I like that. And I think more needs to be done film-wise to really don't trivialize his mental issues like it's a superhero thing that happens in this fantasy world. It's its real, it's down to earth. So I hope this film does it. But coming back to the film, man, it looks oh, beautiful. One, yeah, I was going to say that. The one thing, one of the awards I really hope it does get, and I think it will, is cinematography. Because some of the shots in here are gorgeous. Do you know what I mean? Like these cityscape shots. And, and like, I love that shot of him coming down the stairs when he's dancing. Like... There's something about the symmetry yeah. uh, and the way he shot from the certain angle and the lens he's used as well. There's just something about it that I'm just like, oh, I want that on my wall. The like, colors is just, I mean, okay, so let's, let's do this. Call it, tell me what Oscar nominations you think this film will have. I think I'm going to go best actor mm -hmm. for Joaquin Phoenix, for sure. I, I, I'm, I'm even going to say, I'm going to go as far as say I think he'll win it. Yeah. I think he might. I think he might just win it. I haven't quite seen uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time. I thought was very, very good. Okay. I think that could be a contender, but I haven't seen Joaquin Phoenix yet. But we'll see. Uh, cinematography is the other one, uh, and I think it might get. Um, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping it gets Best Picture nominated. No, I. I'm happy with the nomination. I don't need it to win, but I'm happy with the nomination, uh, and maybe. Best adapted screenplay, not original screenplay, because it's an adapted from source material. But yeah, best adapted. Yeah, I agree. We it might not win adapted because this year we have a lot of adaptations. You know, with the token, with um, the current wars. Yeah, that one won't win. But with current wars, and a lot of like the king that was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of adaptations this year. So it might not win down. But um, I agree. Best actor, best picture, best cinematography. I really agree with that. Now. Something normally happens 
in a film that has best actor, they normally have the best supporting act- actress. You can't tell that from the trailer because trailers no, do no, not. Yeah, feature I mean, that. you could get it for De Niro though. Yeah, he can't win that. He, they can't. I mean, you never know. He could have, but he's too big to. He's never too big to win an Oscar. To be nominated for. You, you have to remember in uh, Les Miserables. Yeah. Anne Hathaway got the Oscar for best supporting actress. She was in the movie for about six minutes. Yeah, but Anne Hathaway is no Robert De Niro. Don't. And she, yeah, and this is Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here, exactly. So, uh, this guy. You know, so like Robert De Niro, like seeing a nom- seeing it there in a nomination, Robert best supporting actress you see robert it just doesn't fit right even though he deserves that even award he is a supporting actor it, it just doesn't look right robert de niro in best nah nah you'd rather just not have him there <laughs> it just doesn't look right having him there but yes. no this is so yeah we're totally hyped for that movie i can't wait for this to come out and that that's the final trailer so we're not going to get anything else until the movie comes out which i like yeah definitely reviewing it on the show 100%. So we're going to go into the next trailer, and this is another movie both of us are pumped to see, and that is Terminator Dark Fate. Um, not really much to talk about this trailer, the fact that it is completely action-packed. We know we get a little bit more backstory with what's happening with Sarah Connor and this new girl who she's not a... Where she's an enhanced t- human. She's an enhanced human. Cyborg. Yeah, a, yeah she sa- well, she says, I'm not one of them. Mm. I'm human, just enhanced. Right. Okay. We'll see what happens there. And then we obviously see uh, Arnie, uh-huh. you know, and then she's trying to get him, you know, because they have that history. And she says, you know, at the so it looks like they're going to team up. And then she says, you know, at the end of this, I need to kill you. What I don't understand. Yes, I know why Sarah Connor would hate T-1000. It was, it was a T-1000. T-3000. And the fir- well, you know what I, I mean. I can't remember yeah. that. So I know why Sarah Connor would hate him after the first, ep- first, first one. But part two happened, and part two, why why does she hate Schwarzenegger? Because in part two, they were partners. partners. Yeah, so I don't get it, unless they say that his model was one of the original ones that had the programming to destroy Sarah Connor. But they were friends in part two. Yeah, it, we'll see. We'll see. It's, uh, it, this looks great, it, though. Man, it looks good. It, looks like a, it just looks like a very good action film. 80s flavor. 80s flavors. They didn't overcomplicate things. They didn't try to do anything that we've not seen before, but they did it very well. Exactly. It's going to be a balls-to-the-wall action movie. And what I also found interesting is that uh, Tim Miller said that they had two cuts for the film, one PG-13 and one R, mm-hmm. um, and they went for the R. Good. Which, which is nice. Um, I also it also came out recently that this film will be the first film in a new trilogy. Oh, okay. But it has so the question to ask. So it's going to be Terminator One. Mm-hmm. So the Terminator, mm-hmm. Terminator Judgment Day, Dark Fate, and then the next two. Right. Okay, and the next two. So it's like five. It's five. Five film. But okay, the the other the one coming after this. So after this, there's another one. Yes. Does it have James Cameron involved? I don't know yet. Uh, well, James James Cameron was the one. He him and Tim Miller were saying that he's producing all three. I think. Okay, uh, if 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 Cameron is involved, then it will be good. Like once you don't, it's like having Star Wars without. Um, the, the thing is that in this one, he's actively involved in this one, while the others they just slapped his name on there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Executive producer. No, no, no. He is producing this one. Like he's actively involved in making this one. That's why all the others were just terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Let's now get into Genesis. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming out. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Netflix, we have the King trailer. So this is Timothy Chalet leading this Netflix star-studded new film. And he's going to be playing Henry V. 
Andy, what do you think of this trailer? I really liked it. I can see why I can see why they're going to be pushing it for an Oscar. I mean, I liked it, but at the same time, it's the, I've seen this before. They did last this same time last year. They had a film called um, The Outlaw King. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Similar, similar, just a different time, different country, Scotland. But it's similar premise: a king, an army, a war. It's the same thing. So in my head, I'm like. Yeah, I don't see nothing new. If they and King Henry the Fifth was well, yeah. Did did we study Henry the Fifth in school? Mm -hmm. I think we we studied uh, the yeah fifth, eighth. Yeah, you yeah, know, so the main two. Yeah, yeah. I was just if yeah if it was one of those kings that really comes to mind, you know, then then yeah, that would have been like okay, like King James or something. You know, would have like be more excited. But I don't know, man. Is there anything on modern day? That was influenced by Henry V. I need well, to do we'll, some googling we'll about need to, that. Yeah, do some research on that one. I think the film does look good. I think it we're gonna does get. Look good. I think we're gonna get really good performances. Definitely. I'm a sucker for a period piece like this. Any medieval style periods, mm -hmm. I eat that stuff up. Yeah. You know, I just love that sort of era of the world. Uh, but yeah, in terms of story, no, we might not get anything new because it's history. You know, we, we have seen it before, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> so I think this will mainly be on performance-wise uh, and script, you know, a good dialogue yeah. and stuff. So this is one of the Oscar... Yes, they're, pu they're pushing this. This is another one that will be released in the cinema for a selected time mm -hmm. and then straight to Netflix. You know, I really like how Netflix is really trying to bulk up for what's coming for them mm -hmm. next year. Well, they have to. You know, yeah, Apple and Disney coming for... They are really trying to bulk up and... And uh, HBO Max as well. Don't HBO, forget them. No, HBO Max will just—they they will be the. I think. I think. That, I think. Don't underestimate them. Don't. Underestimate. You know how, like in football, in like when you in World Cup, they will have like the seeded team. That's the main team. Then you will have like the semi-seeded team, and that will be the tough one. Then you have three and four. Four. The fourth team in the group will be the one. Uh, the whooping boys. Everybody's gonna. <laughs> that's HBO Max, in my opinion. Well, we'll, we'll have to see it next year. Uh, that they do have a lot of content coming out. Uh, speaking of content, we have the final trailer for Titans Season 2 because it does start next week. Um, I wasn't really a fan of the trailer itself. I thought the trailer was very messy, all over the place. Uh, I had no sense of what the story is. Uh, I have a sense of who's in it, everyone, because <laughs> they literally did show a lot of characters. Uh, we've got Crypto in there, Superboy, but for me, it's all about Deathstroke. Yeah, I mean, that's the main point of the trailer. But the, I think... Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne, very old Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Too old, in my opinion. He did the age difference between... Uh, what's his name? Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson and um, the guy who played um, Bruce Wayne. Um, um, I forgot his real name. Joe Mormon. Joe Mormon, <laughs> yes. Joe Mormon. The difference in age between those two, I think Batman is not that much older, that, much older. as older than Batman. However, that means we're not going to have Bruce Wayne as the Batman in no, the no, series. No. Yeah. I think the, this trailer just wanted to introduce the conflicts that will be seen in the series. That the the the, that, the lady with the purple hair—they're going to come from her planet to take her back. Yeah. The superheroes are going to want to retire. Those that were really into the whole superhero game—that's Falcon and um, what's her name? Falcon's Marvel. Sorry, um, you're thinking of uh, Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove, yeah. Yeah. You know they were really into the superhero thing in season one, in season two. You can see well, it's, that her, it's him who doesn't want to do it and anymore. She's like, yeah, yeah, and she's now pulling back. You know, so you can see the major plot points that we're gonna have in this um, series. But like, yeah, it's a very dull tr um, trailer. Yeah, it didn't get me excited. Yeah, it, it's not gonna attract new people. But certainly, everyone who watched season one will 
be on board. Yeah. Locking into this. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we have a well. I would. Say it is sort of a trailer. It's like about a minute long, but it was awesome. And that is the season four trailer for Mr. Robot. Now, Andy, you're a huge fan of this show. I'm a huge fan of this show as well. The, the trailer, like I said, it's a minute long. It's more just little quick shots of things, but it's very Mr. Mr. Robot Robot's yeah. style it's of trailer. It's very Mr. Robot. In fact, it's not even Mr. Robot enough. Yes. <laughs> if it was like this, the the tone and the the way the music flows, it looks and it builds as well. It just escalates and then at the end is like, what did he say at the end? I can't remember. I just I just yeah. saw it. Like I mean, like Mr. Robot is to me is arguably okay. So on a technical level, because I have that. At a technical level, it's one of the most technically accurate um, things on TV. Like, you know, films, they're like, hack into that camera. You know, watch all these films. They're like, hack into the NSA da, 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 and do all that. Most of the stuff we see in movies that they're hacking, it's not, it's movies. It's not possible. But Mr. Robot is one series that when you look at what they are doing technically, it is possible. Mm-hmm. You, you may not be able to do it, but... Say you were able, in theory, in theory it is possible based on the way these technologies are built to work under the hood. These methods that he's using to gain access into certain you networks. You know a lot about this, being, being in that industry. Andrew. Exactly, yeah. So he, he, it's very accurate. Then the performance by... Rami Malek. Oh, man. And Christian Slater as well. Christian Slater. You know, Christian Slater is one of those actors that you thought his days were over. Yeah, like, and then he came in season one. I was like, hey, I remember him. Yeah, <laughs> like... And you're like, isn't that... When I first saw him, I was like, isn't that... Yeah, it took me a while to click. I was like, I know his face. Yeah, like, I had to Google it. I literally had to Google it. But Kristen Slater, you know, it's been that long that he's not in my brain's cache memory. My brain really doesn't need help to remember who he is. And it's just like, it's it's amazing because like these days, we're getting that with a lot of actors. Some of those A-listers about five, ten years ago, they are beginning to fade out like Johnny Depp, Christa, Bruce Willis... Um, yeah, Travolta. Yeah, you, you don't. I mean, rec- like the only thing I've seen Bruce Willis in recently was Glass. Was Glass, you yeah. know? But he's done a lot of. The reason you've not seen some of the things he's done, they've these guys have been doing a lot of shitty stuff. Yeah, stuff you don't want. You see. don't want to see. That's why you've not heard about. Just, them. just to get the book. Just to yeah. get the book, you know. And um, so, Kristen Slater was heading that route, but I'm just glad that he is in this. And. Because of his performance in Mr. Robot, he's got a number of other endorsements. You may not have seen, he's in a number of ads, like ads for companies. So he sort of used Mr. Robot to revi- revive his career. And I'm so happy because he, I remember growing up, Christian Slater was like, once, this is a funny story, like, once when I was young, I actually turned my nickname to Christian Slater. Because <laughs> I just love the way he's. You yeah, loved him the way that, that much. Yeah. Yeah, and the way his name just sounds, Kristen Slater. Yeah, it sounds really cool. And I was like, yeah, call me Kristen Slater. And he, that's how much of a fan I was. And that just shows how long he's been off the camera. That's that I didn't recognize or I needed to be reminded of who he was. Or it says what kind of fan I am. Mm. Either way. <laughs> and it's, it also birthed the career of Rami Malek. Yeah. Who, who is now one of the Hollywood's top. Yeah. You know, he's... Everyone wants him. Yeah, is the reason why I'm seeing James Bond, to yeah, be honest. because he's in there. Because he's in there. Like, I've Do you know, and his performance as Freddie Mercury, you know, that he that he was the movie. One Oscar nominated, Yeah, man. do you know what I mean? Like, he won the Oscar. Yeah, I'm do sorry, you know, won an Oscar. Won an Oscar. 
like for a performer, like and this guy, he's he's only just getting started. So, so an an Egyptian American playing the part of a British pop star, and he won an Oscar. Can you imagine? That is really cool. And uh, and 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 Freddie comes from an Indian background. Exactly. Uh, yeah, plays an Indian British an Indian British pop star. Crazy. Crazy world we live in. And he got an Oscar. And like, he won an Oscar for so, that. So yeah. I'm so excited for season four. And it's the final season. It's the final season. Uh, I'm sad that it is the final season, but I'm happy that it's finishing on their terms. Yeah. It's not getting cancelled or anything. They have finished the story. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I really think, um, what do you call it? Um, these streaming platforms, they need to, an unannounced rule, but they need, to, like Netflix has, every series, every Netflix original has three seasons. Two now. It's two that, now. And that two, the rule at the minute is two. You get two, and then we'll see. Two, and we'll see. But, you know, I just want it to be like we know it's going to be three seasons. But, okay, one thing I know for sure for Netflix is no matter how good you are, you're not going to go beyond three seasons. That's, we can. Yeah, that's pretty much. Say, I mean, yeah. like, because I've, someone I know works at Netflix okay. uh, Europe. Uh-huh. Uh, and he has told me that the model for Netflix is that they automatically give you two seasons. And then we'll see what goes on. We'll see what the viewership's like and stuff like that. And then you get the third. And it's, and, the, and it's interesting as well because Netflix and all the other streaming services, they don't release their viewership numbers. Not like TV networks do. Mm. So it's, it's very interesting. Rather than going into the next day, I'll just tell you. So what's coming, guys? Next week, we have two big things coming. First of all is It Chapter 2. I can't wait for this movie. Andy, are you going to come see it? You know, you know me and how I feel about It and Stephen King. Come on, you're going to come see this film. Uh, so yeah, big movie coming out from Andy Muschietti. It's going to make all the money in the world. I'm pretty sure it's going to break some box office records. I think it will break. I think it will earn more money than the first one. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have in for our listeners in the US, we have Titans season two coming to the DC universe exclusively. So it's for you guys across the pond. Us over here will have to wait a bit longer before it comes on Netflix if it ever comes at all. It will. It will. <laughs> it will at some point. So that is the show, guys. Uh, had a really, really good one. We talked about a lot of stuff, ND. What would you think? Had a good one? It was a very good one. What would you say is your favorite trailer that we talked about? I mean, it's got to be Joker. It has to be the Joker because I've called it, I've predicted it's going to have three Oscar nominations and one, it will win an Oscar. Okay. So, okay, know. so I've got two questions for you. Yes. Now. Um, one, what is your. Are you more looking forward to Joker mm-hmm. or the Rise of Skywalker? Oh, that's a good question. Has to be Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I, I would say that j- just just over because of its importance. Yeah. My overall, sorry, my overall most anticipated thing ever. I mean, as of now, that nothing is co- that the Benioff and Weiss guys. Nope. Is the Tolkien thing coming? Oh, the Tolkien Amazon series. The Amazon series. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be crazy as well. It's up there. It's my most anticipated mm-hmm. thing ever. But so yeah. But so Mandalorian for me. Yeah. Because he's a new character, we don't really. Well, we don't know much about him. Much so about him. We but shall see. We what shall happens. see. We shall that should see. be, uh, like we said, that should be our slogan. Yes, we, we shall, shall see. see. Uh, and then, until we say that again, we shall be seeing you guys next week. So before we sign off, Andy, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at underwaj at nduaj, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sweaty jake, and you can find us. Film 7 Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on social media. And give us a listen, share, subscribe, like, all that great stuff on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all major streaming services. But until the next episode, guys, see you later.